Hi, everybody. It's that time again. That's right. Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And Art Soros from Galaxy Sports uh, in Pennsylvania. Of course, uh, Artie was a former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans with us as usual. And uh, Art, since uh, you are a kicker for the Rams, this might not be the most important story, but it's something that I want to ask a former pro football player, although you were kickers at a player, I don't know. But anyways, I want to ask you this question. The Rams are losing to the 49ers 31 to 14. There's less than a minute to go. Why the blank blank is Cooper Cup in the lineup? Please explain. Well, that was one of my articles that I wrote this week. I mean, you have to look at things from a different viewpoint. I mean, the whole idea of the NFL season, especially with 17 games, is you have to have your guys ready to go at the end of December into January. And when you've got a 17-point deficit and you're the genius coach of the L.A. Rams, and I, and I have to give him you know, a little bit of props this week. I don't want to jump all over him because his grandpa, the great John McFay, passed away this week. But, you know, this is what happens when you start dubbing people genius. And, you know, football, football is so m- more than just X's and O's and offense. And, and, you know, I mean, I got to tell you, this guy could put an offense together better than anybody. But right now the Rams are just like every other championship team I've seen in the past. They, they lost a couple of key guys and they're not the same team they were just eight months ago. All right. Uh, Sean McKay's uh, grandfather, John McKay, uh, died earlier this week. So we don't want to get uh, too yeah. deep into this thing. But I, but, I, but I must say this. Nepotism plays a role. The point is, he became the youngest coach in the National Football League. And as you just said, they aren't the same. Last year, to me, seemed like an aberration. It seemed like an exception. I don't see him doing Even last year. There were games that they ended up winning. They had a two-touchdown lead, and he took his pedal off the gas. Fred, and Fred, they only Fred, those let's two. go to the NFC. Fred, let's go to the NFC Championship game. Stafford sails one down the middle. The safety for the 49ers is right there. He could have called a fair catch. He caught the, caught the ball, and he missed it. And that's the reason why the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And they also got some great calls in the Super Bowl. When, when Cincinnati was driving down at the end of the game. So, you know, let's just call this one. The NFL was destined to make sure that the Rams, who spent endless billions of dollars, got paid off with their championship. And somebody has to win this Sunday. Rams at Tampa Bay. Brady's lost three in a row. The Rams are now the Rams. Who do you like? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay just because they're at home and, and, my my real feeling is I think their receivers are starting to get healthy. And I can't say the same about the Rams. That offensive line, Fred, I think I could play defensive tackle and maybe get a sack or a, at least a, a hurry. Right, one more one more Ram question. Cam Akers, uh, he wants to play more. He's not playing at all. They basically sat him the last uh, two or three games. Everybody thought he was going to be traded. If they weren't going to use him, why didn't they deal him? I think he might still be a little tick, you know, nicked up and stuff. But I heard he reached out to the Rams, and the Rams actually, you know, were cordial. And then, and he wants to be part of the offense, and he's gonna, you know, conform to the, you know, whatever they want him to do. And that's a smart move by Cam. 
because you know you don't get anything done by being you know the the Marcus Allen petulant running back that never works it never has worked get out there play hard somebody will like you you'll have a chance with some other team somewhere I mean how about this whole uh, this whole uh, Redskin deal all of a sudden the worm has turned there Fred all of a sudden it looks like Dan Snyder put the house up for sale uh, a, a uh, let's go back to Heineke for a minute. Uh, I have to mention this. When I saw him at Old Dominion, I told a friend of mine, "This kid can play. This kid he can, can play. play. He He's can Fran Tarkenton with a gun." That's right. This kid can play. But all right, as far as selling the team, I guess he went to Bank America, and now there's some conjecture that he's really not going to sell the team. Uh, Donald Sterling, of course, forced out in the NBA in 2014. I think he's forced out. I think Snyder's. In this case, See, he does. He, here's the deal. Here's what I heard. If he gets forced out, he gets four million, four billion. If he does the thing the right way, he might get four point seven five to five billion. Time to go, Dan. <laughs> All right. Um, another question that has irritated me for three days now. Former Celtic coacher. One year of Celtic coach. Yeah, how can he be up for the coaching job in Brooklyn? What's that all about, Fred? So he gets suspended by the Celtics for a year because he took advantage of women in the organization. And then, of course, uh, Steve Nash gets fired by the Nets. And the obvious choice is a DACA. There has to be some rule. Adam Silver's got to say something. No, if you're suspended for a year, you did something serious like that. There's no reason or no way you should be allowed to coach another team. Agree or disagree? Why doesn't the suspension hold hold water? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And any other business, you know, that's a, that's basically a mandate come down from the commissioner for your, you know, uh, behavior. How does that like get wiped away? Is that like a an appellate clause in the contract between the players' association and the NBA? Because if it is. <laughs> Deshaun Watson wishes they had that in the NFL. Folks, you can email us at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. You have to have an opinion on these uh, topics because they're topics that, uh, I mean, you're either one way or the other way on them. And, I, and I'd love your thoughts. And I'd love to hear somebody say, hey, it's fine. Just take over with the Nets. All right, let's talk about a Nets player, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> uh, makes the uh, comment. Uh, he goes on. Uh, is it inter- is it uh, Twitter or Fred, what? Fred, I got I got to interject for a second. His team that wrote that apology, that was the most well written apology that I've ever seen from anybody. Never mind sports figures. So if Kyrie wrote that, I'd be highly surprised. <laughs> I'm Coach K. I'd be uh, a little bit upset with uh, my former player, uh, folks. If you missed it. Uh, uh, there's a film out, and I tried to get it on on Prime, and, you, and I have Prime, and it's it's usually free. The, the, the Fred, I've that, talked to so many people in sports; nobody's seen this actual documentary. It's twelve dollars. talking. Well, it's twelve dollars and ninety nine cents on well, Prime. They, you know what? They're, it's going to be twelve dollars and ninety five cents without my participation. <laughs> if you want to go to a movie theater, you might pay twelve ninety nine. I'm not paying $12.99 in my living room. I'm sorry. So nobody's seen it, but it's basically an anti-Semitic situation where the, the Jews took advantage of the blacks and uh, way back and it's still going on. And there, you know, there were two other movies before that. This one was just made in two, in 2020. 
There was one, I think, in 2016. Fred, 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 is Charlton Heston in it? <laughs> and there was one in 205. All right, again, if you're Adam Silver, I mean, the point is, I don't know what you do. You're entitled to free speech if it's the government. The NBA is not the government. So Adam Silver, I think, had the right to sit down Kyrie Irving for a period of time. He didn't do so. I'm a little bit surprised. And again, I, you know, I'm on down the middle as far as free speech is concerned. I think everybody should have the right to free speech. I don't care really what he says because I Even know if the earth is flat. You get free speech. I, well, I, I think he's a dummy, so I don't really care, except that in this world of 2022, everybody is so violent. Right. He'll say something like this and somebody will blow up a synagogue or, or something like that. You no, know, God forbid, God forbid from, you know, we don't need to even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's all it's all about understanding being being bigger than the situation, which is what human nature should be about, you know, and, and taking the high road. And nobody wants to take the high road any, anymore. And it bothers me, Fred, because the high road is the only road to take without having problems. Yeah, but and a lot of that goes back to 2016 and Donald Trump. And I don't think anybody can argue that and the hostility and the white supremacist thoughts and whatever. I think a lot of it goes back. To it goes him. back before then, Fred. No, I'm just saying it's gotten worse since, though. I mean, if you look at the numbers well, of, uh, of if you look at the numbers of uh, racist things going on or anti-Semitic things going on, or is it the internet and the media? Kind of making bigger out of what's going on. Were they always there or, or are they magnified because of this this part of the planet that we live in right now? I don't think the shootings are always there. We know about them. There have been more shootings since 2016. There, there's no 2016. Well, no, you know, I mean, when they talk about defunding the police, that's not a real smart idea right now. But I think the police need to be trained so that they're understanding and, you know, at last recourse, yes, you have to protect yourself always, but uh, be a little more responsibility for what you do individually in this country. There has to be more leadership from within each of us as human beings, because, you know, there's proper ways to do things. And, you know, right from wrong, Fred. And that's all it really comes down to treating people with respect understanding you know we're all humans we're all we're all part of the same thing and that's what people don't want to deal with for some reason let, let me ask you a question let's go back to the Kyrie Irving thing for uh, a reason tactical reason he only scored four points in the game after he wrote the comment and I don't think he's ever scored fewer than four points but Los Angeles has a lot of Jewish people in the community do you think after all this, LeBron would still try to get into Jeannie's head? Hey, we need LeBron, we need uh, Kyrie Irving on our ball club. Fred, do we really got to get into Jeannie's head? <laughs> <laughs> See, I've always liked her. I just think she's. I, I like her as a person. I, I loved her dad. Her dad taught me econ at USC. He's one of the greats of all time. Nobody worked harder. Nobody understood how to turn a dollar like Jerry Buss and build a basketball team. And a, and a wonderful empire. But the bottom line is this. Lakers, they're basically a dumpster fire. You know, the, Palenque, Palenque is there. Yeah, he's there. 
you know, Westbrook is sore. Davis is old. LeBron is old. What are the Lakers? I wrote, you know, I, I made a joke out of them. They were like 0-4 and, and they won. And I think they're 1-5 and five or 1-6 and six now. I, I mean, Fred, it, it's just the saddest thing I've ever seen. I've been a Laker fan since, you know, they were forum purple. And Chicky had him coming down the court, hip hop in the in the the bunny briar patch, you know, putting him in the popcorn machine. This is not the same Lakers I loved. Folks, we're taping this at uh, three twenty uh, Pacific uh, Daylight Time uh, on Thursday. Don't don't forget Sunday morning. Turn the clock back an hour, except in the state of Arizona, where you never turn the clock back. And parts of and that's where they never get old. <laughs> never get old. Anyways, uh, the, actually, the, the Lakers win last night, so they move up to a, a two and five record. And, and if you saw that one, you say to yourself, they're very fortunate to win it. Last second, a three pointer tied it, and they go to overtime, and they win by three. So it's already said they're, they're just horrendous this year. I'm looking at Thursday's uh, USA Today, and they rate the quarterbacks. And I've asked you this last week. I'm going to ask you this this week on. Believe sports business, sports media, also heard on pod clips. Hendon, heard, uh, Hendon Hooker of Tennessee is number one. Uh, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, too. I can't argue with that. Uh, Celeb Williams of USC is number three. Anyways, uh, the top ten, which name don't I see? Oh, that's right. Dorian Thomas and Robinson. Why, no matter what he does, why isn't he in the top ten here? I understand they've got a great running back in Charbonnet, and maybe that's why He's the quarterback's being forgotten, but he's thrown for close to 300 yards almost every game. What's he doing wrong? You know, I, I don't know what the actual narrative is on that, Fred, because Dorian Thompson Robinson, much like the kid that plays at, at LSU, Jade, who's going to play against Alabama this week, he's going to have his coming out party from ASU. A lot of quarterbacks have changed places and they're actually proliferating. So, I mean, but getting back to what you were saying, Thompson, in my opinion, is probably the fifth or sixth best quarterback right now, but he has a unique ability. He's going to get to play three games that can propel him into a whole different stratosphere if he can win these three games. Because UCLA will find themselves in a five or six position in the CFP, and, and then they're going to get to play maybe Oregon in the championship game, and the winner of that might have a legitimate entry into the college football playoff even if oregon lost 49 to 3 to georgia but look at where oregon is ahead of everybody else in the pac 12 if they, if they uh, oh, run oh, the, oh, oh. all i'm saying is that fred, people... fred fred i'm with you there i don't think oregon is that good okay matter of fact i don't think they're a top 10 team in college football but then again Every big game they've had has been at Autzen Stadium. If UCLA played Oregon in the Rose Bowl this Saturday, UCLA would win by 10. You think they, they draw 20,000? 20, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Duck I'm fans. Kidding. Duck fans would be, <laughs> be, would be a crack attack. I'm, the- I'm joking, folks. The game Saturday oh. night is on uh, Fox Sports 1. Okay, what's the over and under? What's the over and under on attendance? Um. 7.30 game, uh, might be against the World Series on TV, um, might not, but it might be. So uh, 32,000? 32, 35,000. Yeah. 32, 35, uh, that's, that's, 
there the, therein lies the problem. 15 million people in the Southland, lots of Bruin fans, lots of Trojan fans. What are the Trojans going to draw in the Coliseum? Well, they'll, they'll, but they'll draw, you know, they're 50. 60, 50, 60, yeah. yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting to see because I'm telling you, somewhere along the line, college football has lost a little luster. I think it's the officiating. I think the Pac-12 referees. Let me, let me tell you something. I think it's lost some of its luster because of the uh, NIL and the transfer portal. I don't think people like the movement of all these quarterbacks, all these players. I swore to you, I got my college football. Fred, the same thing in basketball. They ruined college basketball because of this. These guys got to play one year and then they were done. And, and you know, everybody's moving around. You don't know who's playing for who. No. It's, I it's, mean, it's, it's, how about, okay, here's a great example, Fred. The Tennessee team. From you, kicked the 40-yarder to beat Alabama. They have a wide receiver, Brew McCoy, who played for, let's see, Texas, USC. Am I missing anybody? <laughs> My point is, those are the two key plays that led to them beating number one Alabama. Folks, that here, tells you. Folks, here's my thought. If a coach leaves, should have a right to move. Outside of that, you should not have a right to move without sitting out a year. I don't think there's any question about it. And but they opened it up because the NCAA has made mistakes. That's why next month, uh, Mark Emery. Wait a minute, totally Fred. You're the new. You're the new quarterback at Auburn next year with the new coach, and they <laughs> give you they give you a ten million dollar deal. And you, things, right. Brian so. Harson was an awfully good coach at uh, Boise State, but uh, he got it's a far at- cry from the plains of Alabama. All right, okay. Before we go on Saturday, uh, you've got. Uh, Georgia, about an eight or a nine-point favorite over Tennessee. Uh, it's in Georgia. Last year, of course, I did predict correctly that Georgia would win the national title, but I still think I would take the nine in Tennessee in this circumstance. What, is, what about you? I'm taking the over, and I'm, and I'm taking Tennessee plus nine. And I think Georgia's okay. going to win probably 30, 29 to 22. All right, what about Alabama, loser to Tennessee by four, against now playing better, even though Brian Kelly's the coach, LSU. Who do you like in Alabama at LSU? I think Alabama got healthy with their bye. I think they're actually going to put a pasting on LSU. Close to the first half, Alabama rolls 44-27. Barty, your final thoughts for 30, 30 seconds right here on Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Hey, saw history last night with the uh, the Phils and the four pitchers, no hitting the Phillies. Um, love to see the Astros and, and Phils 2-2. It's a great thing. What a time for sports. I mean, it's a wonderful time. We've got the NFL, Major League Baseball. You know, we've got college football coming into the crescendo. Great time. Hey, we're at the midterms, Fred. And I do believe uh, right now it's 3.30 Pacific Daylight Time. The World Series starts at actually 4 o'clock, an hour in front of the football game. And, of course, the other two World Series games, and the other World Series games have been 5 o'clock. They don't want to go opposite uh, uh, Thursday night football, even though it's, you know, a one-sided Actually, that's game. one of the smartest things Manfred's ever done. Who do you like? I, in the end, I, I've always liked Houston here. I think Dusty will finally get his first championship. 
Houston and six are going to win the next two games. All right. Thank you very much, Mario. Thank you very much uh, for those the of best, you who, Mario. For those of you who really love sports, Sports Overnight America, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night across America. Just go to TuneIn and Sports Byline, and you can uh, listen to Art and Mark and Fred. And until we see you again around the corner, right here on Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, have a great day.